downtown San Francisco. This is 95.7 The Game. Uh-oh! Look who's back. Ha-ha! Hi again, everybody. This is Dan Avone and... The Black. The man right in front of me. Is hot. Shamari Block back alongside... Got you covered on a Sunday afternoon here at 95.7 The Game. What's going on with you, my man? Oh, a whole, whole lot, man. I'm jumping on the plane tomorrow morning. Uh, by, by the way, I got to give a shout-out to my nurse at... Uh, Your at, nurse? Uh, my nurse, yeah. Your personal out. nurse? Well, not my nurse. Candy Striper? I was, I, I was at uh, Highland Hospital getting my checkup. My nurse, Ojin, was a listener, so I just got to give a shout-out. He was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I'm like, this is cool for me. You, you help people. I just run my mouth for... Four hours at a time. I think so. you're equally as important as a doctor, <laughs> so, as a cardiologist. Well, no, no the, the doctor had no idea, but the nurse, he listened. He had a Dubs hat. He had a championship Dubs hat. So uh, they, they listened to 95.7 The Game there at Highland Hospital in Oakland. A- at least one person does. Shout out to Highland Hospital. Everything okay? Everything uh, functioning? You yeah, all right, man? Yeah, you still yeah, going to be no, with us? Oh, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. So just, just like kids, a word of advice. A word of advice. Don't keep your wallet in your back pocket. It's a thing. Oh, it screws up your alignment? It back does, alignment? yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. And I, and I guess I hit that age where that starts to kick in, man. But, you know. Are you like George Costanza? You got one of those lions, that, those wallets <laughs> that looks like a cobra yeah. trying to digest a mouse? It's like two centimeters, man. Any Like the human body is just this fickle, weird thing, right? Where it's just like the, the smallest of of just offness, man, causes the biggest problems. Which is why when you, when you think about, okay, uh, when you think about... Trey Lance's arm fatigue. You think about James Wiseman's knee and all this stuff, right? It's not even that James Wiseman is seven feet tall, man. Knees, I guess. And it's kind of funny. Last time I was on there, I was like, I can't believe this dude took 18 months. Now, like, I have my little thing. I go to the doctor. I'm like, okay, the body is the body is a weird thing. <laughs> and it's whatever. But Wiseman, he played. He played in summer league. He's looking good. Is he looking good? Because the jury seems to be out on the young fella. It's summer league. He, there's things that he needs to work on. His screen setting to me was not great, but that was a lot of those picks and screens he was setting with Kaminga. Oh, we're starting as a, with screen setting. A, I like as, it. Well, as a ball, well, listen, the, the Warriors, while they don't run pick and roll like other people do, every play initiates what they pick or a screen. No you know? doubt. Yeah, so if, if he's and not by setting the way, those picks, you and right, I both know this stat. I don't think I'm the only one that Iguodala – Talks about you can't see this on a stat sheet, mm-hmm. and it's not one of those things that's weighted in sabermetrics. There's a lot of people like, oh, I can't compute, I can't compute, I can't <laughs> see. When you talk about screen setting, it is one of the most important things you can do on a basketball court if you don't have the ball in your hands. And who, according to Andre Guadal, is the best screen setter in the NBA? Looney. That's right. Yeah. No, I mean the the numbers actually kind of bear that out. So there is a screen assist stat. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, I By the way, Wiseman, Wiseman you last season. are everywhere. Listen, man, there's a stat for everything. My favorite, my favorite stat that most people know is is the gravity assist, which Steph Curry is the king of. By Wait, the way, what is that gravity assist? Just the amount of atten- the amount of points that get scored by people because other people are watching you. Oh and Steve, wow! Yeah, and Steph Curry. So he draws the better. double team, and then they creates that yeah. opening. Wow. Who is charting that? Wait, wait a second. The nine two five in the old medical textbooks call wallet in the back pocket truck driver's syndrome. I believe uh, it. That's probably that if you're person. sitting for an extended period of time, it's realigning your Holy back, crud. man. Yeah. Okay. Not like shout that, out nine two five, man. With with the good 
old medical textbook knowledge. Well, that's the problem is that, you know, you got so much paper in that wallet. You make so much cash <laughs> that that's it, man. I don't I don't got James Wiseman cash. And James Wiseman, he's done nothing. You've done nothing, young sir. He's done nothing, man. By but the way, can I just what's up? get back to the wall? You need to go billfold if that's where you're at. No, I go. I got two. Yeah, I got two. I don't I, the trifold. My first wallet was a trifold, man. And that thing just, yeah. But I'm just, no, the billfold. Like, don't even carry your, your bills in your wallet. People don't even really use bills anymore. But also, just get the thin, like, wallets these days are out, bro. Like, you can almost do everything on your phone. Your wallet, you should have an ID, and that's about it, and a credit card. Even your credit cards, you don't even need to carry with you anymore. True, there you go. True. And, and Apple Pay and all that other kind of stuff, right? You just, you pay with your phone or your watch. I know, I'm old. I'm well, it's cool. And here's the here's the funny thing. You just thing. roll up on people and say, "Hey, I know it's Bill Bomb. I'm Shamari Block, man. Just take care of it for me. I'll get back to you." <laughs> that does not happen. That does not What's happen. What's up? What were you gonna say? Oh, I, I was just gonna say. Um, I was gonna read the oh, text. Somebody's saying you're a Vallejo ambassador, Shamari Vallejo. Block, because my dog is a Vallejo ambassador. Wait, here's the thing. That's a four one five number, which makes it even doper. That's pretty awesome, yeah. but it's not a strong indictment on Vallejo, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got CeCe out there. Like, it's like CeCe Sabathia, Whitey Gleason, and then me, Shamari Block. I Whitey mean, Gleason, better Matt, known as, a.k.a.? Oh, oh, Stretch Stretch Bergmeier. Stretch Bergmeier. <laughs> Wait, I, I forgot about 40. 40 Water. Like, E-40, man, he's at the Dubs games. He's at the, the Niners games. He is also a big ambassador. So I'm fourth. I'm fourth. And I, that's good, man. That is a good list of people to be behind. Funny thing is, and you know this, like I was born in San Francisco, lived in San Francisco until I was about eight years old, right? So I got I got city roots. I, I mostly grew up in Vallejo. I'm a Bay Boy man all around. Where are you going tomorrow, if you don't mind me asking? You don't have to share if it's uh, some place clandestine. Southern, Southern California clandestine. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, going to be on a secret mission. I'm going to Southern California. It's going to be a couple of days at the happiest place on earth. And then back out here. Where, oh, you're going to Disneyland. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was going like, to say L.A., like happiest Joe place Montana. on earth, man. No, no, God, Traffic so. and smog and a bunch of people walking around saying, let's do lunch. Nah, man, that ain't me. But um, but no, no, no. Back back to screening, though, and Wiseman and Summerlin. Oh, okay? all right. We're back. Well, no, no, screening. no. Wanna, here I, we go. I, I do kind of want to get into that because, right, here we go. because it looked, it just... So, how, did you watch how many summer game leagues did you uh, watch? No, so I got my take on his screening as well. We'll, we'll so get. I've, I've watched you, summer let's league. Let's hear from you. Well, this this is isn't more wise. This isn't just Wiseman. It includes it includes Iguodala. It includes uh, Kaminga. It includes to a lesser degree. Um, who's our guy? Mac Max Mac McClung, McClung. right? And other guys. So I'm watching summer knife. league. <laughs> I'm watching summer league basketball. I've watched I think three three summer league games in entirely, plus a couple of games worth of highlights. Cam, by the way, can you find Mac the Knife? It's an old, uh, I believe, uh, Frank Sinatra song. Go ahead, Shamari. And many, many things struck me. But one thing, you ever watch a cover band, like, play the hits from your favorite band? Like, watching the Dubs offense being run by the likes of Mac McClung. A good cover band? (laughs) It was a cover band. Okay. Like, I don't know. The bass player was good. The the lead singer was off key, you know? But, But it's like... Watching the dub summer league team, it's like I recognize what's happening, but everything just just looks off. It doesn't look right. It's like a it's like a cover band. It's like but, the JV team, exactly, man. And, and it, it's beautiful. So when you talk about Wiseman and his screening in particular, and the screen and roll action, and the pick and roll action, and Kaminga as the initiator of the offense, um, it, it's hard to tell how well he's really doing because a lot of the times it's it's Kaminga. As the as the 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 guy initiating things, and he that's not what he does. That's not what he's going to do with the Warriors. So it's difficult. But 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 but, but 
I will tell you that the screen and roll and the pick and roll did has not succeeded as much as it should, given Wiseman's physical superiority to everybody on the basketball court. Here's my take on Wiseman as it relates to the offense and to what it was that you're saying, including the pick and roll. First of all, it to me is not analogous to a cover band, but I think that the Golden State Warriors, when he's on the floor, actually from this point forward, if he's going to be part of your team and if he's going to be that guy in the middle, they have to relearn and or learn for the first time how to play with a big. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. is on the everything is five out, everything is small ball, everything is motion offense, which is good and it's effective. But if you got a big fella that is now posting up, because I saw him giving a target, he's down to the dots, and McClung or Moody are like, oh, oh, what what am I what are you doing down there? How do I give you the ball? What's going on with this big fella who wants to roam <laughs> in the paint? Yeah. They're gonna have to relearn how to play with a big guy. And they are, and I'm talking about Steve Kerr. And you know, far be it for me to tell this guy to do his job, but I think you got to go a little more pick and roll. We know they they run the least amount of pick and roll in the NBA, but I think if you've got this guy, you've got to go pick and roll. And as it relates to James Weissman, pick and roll isn't just you don't just it's not just a formality. Let me do this and get to the basket. Set that pick, young fella. Mm-hmm. As much as we talk about Looney is the best at doing it, that's what he can learn from him. It's not just let me show you the pick. Anybody you're setting that screen on typically is going to be a guard or somebody smaller than you. Erase that dude. (laughs) Get rid of him and then go to the basket. He's looking to make his move to the hoop because he wants to get the ball on the roll. Set that screen. Learn to set that screen and wipe out daylight for the shooter. But see, that's something that I feel. Well, come in time. I I don't even... I, I figure... Let's say he gets regular tick. He gets regular minutes with the starting unit or the back of whoever, okay? He gets... That's going to settle in. That's going to settle in mighty fast. That, oh, if I really set this pick, right? And Steph Curry is sitting there burying three-pointers, okay? I'm not going to have to think about that next move because everybody is going to be on Steph Curry. And then I'm just going to... It's going to be a free sprint to the basket with no one there, right? So I think that, that part of that is playing with Steph Playing with Draymond Green. Well, you learn to set a screen in. with or without them. You learn to set a screen now so that when you get with those boys, you know what it is that you're doing. But see, that takes me back to the gravity assist, though. The gravity is different with Jonathan Kaminga at the top of the key with that ball. It just is. So when 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 Jonathan Kaminga has that ball in his hands and you set that pick, right? Like, it's different. The, the lane is opening up. People aren't stepping up to handle Jonathan Kaminga the same way they would Steph Curry or probably not Draymond Green, but a uh, Jordan Poole. You name your warrior that's going to initiate that offense. It's going to be different. He's going to he's going to have a wide open lane, I think. And I'm guessing I'll guess. I think part of the lack of commitment to setting the screen is, is he's got to be like, well, God, I got to I got to get to the basket, too. Right. Yeah. And and that basket is going to open up. When Steph Curry's doing that, he's, versus he's not guy. setting that screen. He's he's half he's half assing it on that screen. I kind of think of it as receivers who drop passes because they're looking to make that that run after the catch, right? Mm, good analogy. And, and and a lot of receivers, a lot of young receivers, they drop pass that way. But you get when you get experience, it doesn't take them long, man. Catch the ball first and then make your move. And I don't think it's I don't think that's a thing that's going to take him months to figure out. 
510 text line funny man you are a funny woman or man <laughs> i like it but can wise would shoot the jump hook yes oh, i'm God. all about the jump hook and the fundamentals with weisman now getting back to listen the pick and roll with this guy if he learns to perfect it right and we mm-hmm. know how adept he can be around the basket well at least we know that he has the athleticism but but really it becomes pick your poison man it becomes stocked in him alone what is it that you're going to do? You're right. Right now, it's a little different. But if you have if you have Clay handling out in front, if you got Steph handling out in front, if you got Jordan Poole, most likely you'll be playing with Poole in that second unit. Mm-hmm. If you got Poole handling the basketball, you're setting a screen for Poole's man. Now, as a defense, what is it that you're going to do? Are you going to jump out at Poole, or are you going to drop back in coverage for James Weissman? I mean, if they can give teams something to think about, but... It sounds fundamental and easy enough. First of all, he's got to set that screen, and as a big, he's got to learn to be able to catch the ball and and be able to be skillful enough to do his business inside, which sounds easy enough. The easy part should be catching and dunking. <laughs> but I have my questions about this guy's hands from time to time. Mm-hmm. They didn't look good. They didn't look good in his rookie season. That was the Does one he have thing small that scares hands me. By chance, I, I, I mean. Maybe by seven-footer standards, but I'm pretty sure he could palm both of our faces. <laughs> you know, he's seven feet tall, man. So I doubt I doubt his hands are anything less than like 11 inches. Giannis, I think, has some of the biggest hands. Is his a foot, a foot long, <laughs> a foot long? That's ridiculous. Those and Pauls, mine's are ten, right? And you think about again, we know NFL players that have smallish hands like Kenny Pickett. I want to put my hands to you. His was eight. Break. His was eight and a half. <laughs> Which is that? That is. It's not small. That is average human being. But athletes don't get to be average human beings, right? No, you have to be, no, man. Yeah, but but no, I doubt. Small, he has small hands scare me in any sport. But any see, sport. It's not. It's not small, man. It, it's. Does he have soft hands? Do you, you know? Do you? Do you? It, it's a. Yeah, I guess basketball is a little ability yeah. to just kind of wrangle that ball, man. You know, I don't like know the, if you can teach that. You like, can't. You cannot. <laughs> so that scares you me. You cannot. Right. Phone lines officially. We're going to open up now. Triple eight. Nine five seven nine five seven zero. We got lines three and four open. Let's go out to Pete to kick us off out in San Ramon. Pete, how are you this afternoon? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, talking about picks and such. There's a great story in the uh, Golden State of Mind website by Joe Beret entitled "James Wiseman's Picks Are Becoming Less of a Smokescreen," and he talks about the screen assist and that sort of thing, but also about the importance of the timing by the player with the ball. Yeah, it's Handler a- has got to got to wait for that pick to get set properly, and he's got video examples. It's a great article. Thanks, Pete. That's a good point. It's almost like a dance routine. It's a it's a rhythm, it's a timing, and it's you and your dance partner have got to be on the same page when it comes to that pick and roll. The guy handling the basketball has got to know once that thing is set. He knows. I mean, you've got to be on the same page there. And that just comes through reps, comes through playing. And Kaminga, Moody, and Weissman, they're meeting each other on the court for the first time. And, and that's what I said. That's why that's the point. One of the points I was making is, is it's like watching, you know, a cover band of your face. It's like, I, I like this music. I'm used to it. But like the, 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 the drummer is just off the tick. And the lead singer is, you know, it, it, it's still good music. It's still the Warriors' beautiful movement offense, right? But it just doesn't look right. But I feel that Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman, 
when they are in the thing with the pros, okay? When they're sitting there with their uh, Steven Tyler lead singing this thing, or okay, then it's just, it's 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 going to compensate for the some of the things they do. And again, Jonathan Kaminga initiated a lot of these picks and a lot of these. He, he was picking for Kaminga a lot, okay? Kaminga, he's never really been a primary ball handler, so some of it might be. Kaminga's fault, you know, not that Kaminga is lacking anywhere because he's he's a he's a three four. Some people think he's a center, which I think is ridiculous. Some people, but he's a three four kind of guy in my book, right? And, and a guy like that, just in his second year in the NBA, he's not adept at handling the pick the pick and roll, man. He's just not. Some of, I remember one time in one game in particular, in consecutive plays, Kaminga. Like the pass was just he one time he threw it over the backboard almost another time he threw it like too he led him too much and, and it's a nuanced thing so you know one thing I will say about Wiseman versus Kavon Looney who did Brian Kavon Looney is spectacular just tell us I'm just letting Brian know before I say this uh, Kavon Looney is before he limited. comes into the studio with his hair on fire <laughs> exactly Kavon Looney is just severely limited in the hey I'm gonna throw this ball up you know anywhere near the hoop. And you're going to jump up there and get it. No, he doesn't have that sort of athleticism. I'm just, I need to see James Weissman be more, not of an athlete in terms of his handle and his shooting ability, just the fundamentals, like being able to gather inside, being able to, to time your jump, not jump too early. And I guess that a lot of this is just going to look different when he starts playing a lot of basketball. I always hearken back to this. I talked about this yesterday. Is that, remember just before he went down, and this is why that injury was so untimely, just before he went down with a meniscus tear, he was playing his best basketball. He was beginning to see it. And you could see that it was slowing down for me. Like, wow, okay, he's getting it. This is, this is the version of him we wanted to see. So now... We're going to have to wait for that to sort of get ratcheted back up again, and that's only going to happen through him playing summer league, through playing pickup, through whatever it is that they do, and then finally getting into the league and playing hoops. But to that point, if you ask me, you want to go back, and this was two years ago, so, <laughs> but if you want to go back, you want to go back, the last few games before he injured himself, he was starting to look like a guy. That's what I'm. Yeah. Did you not just hear what I said? Well, no. Oh, okay. No, I thought you. I heard what you said. I'm listening. I was just. <laughs> I was just saying yeah, that no, just before why it was so untimely. He was playing. Yeah. It was just making sense. Well, so, but but I don't think that was well. Okay, so let me sorry. I was I was advancing <laughs> your point to this point right here. True story. No. So you're so already my, in <laughs> LA, man. No. No. So my thing is this: is that. I don't think it's going to take him 39 games to get to that point oh, this okay. time around. Gotcha. Like, I'm thinking it's 15, 20 games into the season if he's getting regular playing time, if he's getting out there, especially if he's getting out there with Curry and Clay and Draymond, uh, not to the not to the detriment of Looney, but, you know, just we're working in a little bit, man. We'll get him in there with a little bit of pull. That It's going to come along a lot, a lot faster, Dan. He's been sitting. He just watched a championship season happen. Yeah, you and I disagree on that. Like, I don't understand how that translates. I mean, if you're sitting around that level of greatness, you, you, you were in the practice facility, I, I would imagine. You were on the bench, yeah, okay? Yeah, no, I know. You got to see things yeah. that guys who, you know, Joel Embiid sat for two seasons. James Wiseman, his first two seasons, has already played more games than Joel Embiid did in his first two. Yeah, no, I get that. I just so, don't understand how hanging around and sitting and watching a team play actually makes you physically better. Well, I guess, not physical. I mean, 
physicality was never the problem. Well, that's like, what we're it, talking it's, about. It's, it's the brain, the mind, man. No, we're talking about, I'm talking about his physicality limitations. I'm talking about him being able to get rebounds. I'm talking about him being able to, to catch and finish and be that guy. I don't know but how. But you were also saying that those are timing issues and not yeah, skill. Yeah, so I don't him. know how hanging around a team fixes or mends any of that. Well, but what was his biggest problem? It, it was he and what I forget exactly who said this, but one of the, no, but one one of the Dubs reporters quoted Steve Kerr or somebody in front office uh, saying that essentially that James Wiseman needs to learn how to play with Steph Curry. I told you that. Well, no, no, but somebody also that that like a reporter also said that. Yeah, that you Kerr, can't have a minus with Steph on the floor. Well, well, yeah, no, man. So that that is what is going to improve. Yeah, but not not watching him play. You got to play with Steph Curry in order to improve. But, you can't sit around through osmosis and and watch him play and say, oh, now I got it. No, you got to get your ass on that floor, I, I, play I with him, get some reps with Steph, and see I, how this works. I remember last season. I think it was Looney. Looney caught an alley oop from Steph, right? And then Steph went to the sideline. It was like, that's going to be you. He, he, he looked at James Wiseman. So James Wiseman is soaking up the game. Dan, I'm telling you, the game is yeah, being spent I, at him and it's being soaked by our guy. Trust I me. don't disagree with you, but I think that's like a minuscule part of having any sort of effect on what, what's going to be his impact or the lack thereof in this upcoming campaign. We continue to talk about James Wiseman. I, I thought he did some good things. You know what I say? When I watch him play, which is why I sort of disagree with you that it's going to, you say it's only going to take him a few games before he gets up to speed. I'm saying 20. I'm saying okay, 15 20. to 20. I, yeah. I don't know how many games it is, but I think that he looks to me like the exact same guy that I saw two years ago before the injury. And I mean, not when he was playing well, but he looks like he just got frozen in time. It looks as like he missed these two years and he's starting all over again, well, which the, essentially he is. Well, see, but is it? But see, there is skill and there is knowledge, and then there's things like timing, okay? Um, I think that what we saw was, where, and you used the word before I did, timing, timing the rebounds, timing the pick, committing to the pick. I, I doing, Those are the nuanced things that, yes, you pick up while you're playing, but it's also a matter of when he's out there on the court, though, does he know how the offense works? Does he understand defensive rotations? Now, if he's late getting over, that that's different than him not knowing how the offense works. I think that he has a far greater understanding of the offense and the defense than he did 18 months ago. We're, we're going to have to wait to find out. Yeah, sure. That's what I mean. We're, gonna gonna, to, we're not going to have to wait that long. I think he's got to play. He just got to play basketball. There's only so much you can do in a classroom, man. This is not... This isn't pre-med. This isn't pre-law. He's not He's not studying to be a CPA, man. This is about getting out on the floor and, and doing you. I saw him on one defensive play. I was like, ay, oy vey. The guy <laughs> who was on a pick and roll, and he had no idea whether he was trying to hedge, and he was trying to show towards the dribbler and then get back on the guy that was getting the lob, and he, he got caught in middle and <laughs> in no man's land, and then he went back, the guy who caught it at the rim, and just hammered the crap out of him. And I'm like, ay, caramba. He was just, he just, it's just not playing, man. I'm sure that he could have, I'm sure he watched it to perfection time and time again with Looney or whomever during the Warriors, but but you can't execute that, just say, oh, that's how it's done, then get on the floor and do the same. No, it, this is about getting out there and playing basketball, especially for a young guy who didn't even play at the collegiate level. Okay, how about this right here, though? Okay, because there's another thing. Last week, we, we were on before his debut. Yeah. And we were like, God, just get out and play basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
that box is checked. Yeah, he's healthy. He's right? healthy. Yeah. Also, though, also, he, he, he uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the term. He has his thangs on, okay? I'm not. Okay, so. I'm, his I'm, thangs being uh, what? Like, that, mean, that means he's uh, he got his thangs on. He's yoked up, man. He's got some oh, muscle. Oh, he's going to say, I know yoked up. All yeah, right. he's yoked. So he's, he's, I mean, he's he's seven feet tall, okay? So he's never going to look like uh, The Rock, right? <laughs> But for a seven footer, man, he definitely he he looks he looks he looks. He was yo fifteen pounds heavier since the last time we saw him. <laughs> yeah, man. but like not you know fifteen Zion James Harden pounds, okay? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. not fifteen donut pounds heavier. Just fifteen. No, pounds this didn't come from ding, ding dongs and uh, and Twinkies here, man. This is this is protein powder and bench presses and squats. So we're talking about James Weissman, what he did well. The other thing is maybe not the pick and roll. But he looks more effective at sort of a pick-and-pop guy. Like, that I think he has down. Like, he'll set the pick, and then if he flares out to, like, an angle, catching and shooting in that Mm mid-range, that, to me, of all the things in his quote-unquote bag, seems to be the most accomplished or furthest along. Like, he's really good in that mid-range sort of 18, 16 to 18, even 20-footer. You know what I mean? Not a three necessarily. Yeah, not dunking. Yeah. Not even going to the. I'm just saying, like that little pick and pop is probably his his bread and butter right now. And the other things obviously will come because he's okay, got to be. That, does that annoy you? I know you like. I know you say big dudes need to score in the paint. No, the mid range is is awesome for a big. Mid range is like people take that for granted. Like anybody can develop a mid range. Uh uh-uh. uh. KD is KD because of the mid range. Does a lot of other things, but the mid range is where he goes to to get on track. The mid range is so is so underrated when it comes to the way we play the NBA right now, and a lot of people just don't have it because they they, they don't develop it. What do kids do today? They address the three point line, or they, they get to the rim, to the rim, or they cross you over. So having a mid range to me is such a high high value. I, I I think he's ahead of the game because he has that stroke. And then everything else, being seven feet tall and then just punishing people in the paint is something you think that would come natural. But here's the other thing that I want to talk to you at the end, on the other side of the break. I mentioned this yesterday as well, but I'd like to get your take. I don't see him as a guy of contact. Like, I, I always grew up, and to me, there was always, my old man used to tell me there's two, two sorts of players, youngster. There are Obi, that's my middle name. What? <laughs> you want to talk about overweight athletes? <laughs> We already did that. We did. But there's contact. There's either people that like contact or there's people that that shy away from contact. And I'm trying to figure out which one he is. We'll discuss James Weissman. Is he a contact dude? Is he not a contact dude? We see you on the phone lines. Hang through the break. We'll get to you. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. It's Shamari Block and Danavone just getting started on a Sunday afternoon on 95.7 The Game. Five seven, the game. Text line wants to talk about overweight athletes, but we addressed that issue last weekend. We did. We we crown we crown our guy um big sexy there as our as our all time like greatest big boy. Bartolo Cologne, after four hours <laughs> of vetting through overweight athletes, came away as the prohibitive favorite and then eventual champion. Congratulations to Bartolo Cologne, who by the way. Uh, called in and was very honored and uh, certainly uh, regarded that as one of the most exciting high points of his career, right up there with his Cy Young back in the day with the Angels. Yeah, and and uh, but now we're talking about and you to know, celebrate. He washed the our, our our Kenneth Lofton Juniors of the world, man. They have to go. They have to go. Uh, we're gonna have to put it on the back burner for another uh, another 
slow summer day. <laughs> Which, but oh, no, me. we got to get into is the smallest, the most effective small athlete. Like, oh, absolutely. Who absolutely. Was, who is the Hall of Fame undersized I, athlete? I feel like soccer players would just take that over because yeah. Pela, I don't think that he was a big, big Nate dude. Nate Robinson would come at you. Nate Robinson, but but also you got to... Oh, no, dude, today. let's not start this because it talks like... No, 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 goodness out. gracious. Yeah, no. Um, But no, uh... <laughs> Summer League. We were getting into Summer League. We were getting into, and and, and kind of fun fact, man, right? So Summer League, goodness gracious, I just had a Peter Brady moment. Summer League ends (laughs) in a few days, right? Yes. When we get to next, when we get to the end of next week. Warriors are done, by the way. No more games. When we get to the end of next week, though, right? We're going to have NFL training camps kick off, baby. And, And listen, I love, I love Major League Baseball. I love the NBA, but I'm at my happiness. I'm at my happiest. It's almost sexual when for it's you. football yes, season, man. Oh my god! With that being said, Jennifer Lee Chan, of course, covers the Niners for NBC Sports Bay Area. Will join us coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, Sean Devaney will join us. He's the NBA editor for Heavy.com. A very, he's been doing covering the NBA for decades. He'll join us at three. Cyrus Sanchez will round it out at four o'clock to continue the NBA talk. And more on the Golden State Warriors. Speaking of the Golden State Warriors, back to the phone lines. James was hanging out through the break. Let's go out to Palo Alto. Say hello to James. James, what's on your mind? Welcome aboard. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, you know, I was watching uh, the highlights for, from Weissman, and the centers that he reminded me of, maybe because they're all lefties, but he reminds me of a, of a more agile Willis Reed or, and even a more athletic Dave Cowan. You know, they all have that mid-range jumper, 12 to 16 feet. I thought Willis Reed was a fantastic basketball player. But Weissman has three, four inches over those guys, and is, is much more athletic. So uh, I'd like to see Weissman have that same kind of input and, and career as either one of those centers. Wow, you're going back in the day. <laughs> the, New York the, last, Knicks. the last time, I believe, in the early 1970s that the New York Knicks were actually well, relevant. That they mattered. I was going to say Willis Reed <laughs> Hall of Famer, man. And, and yeah, like just <laughs> the last. And, and, you know, the Knicks, I don't want to get too far off in this, but just the Knicks for having one jack. I'm, four, I'm in my 40s. I'm in my 40s. And the Knicks haven't won jack since several years before my birth, okay? <laughs> and yet every year, Knicks fans are like, oh, here. so I was in a, oh, what was, I was, I forget exactly where I was, okay? But when Kevin Durant went to the, uh, what like he went to the Nets. I love the way you wipe your forehead from the sweat. It's like an old, <laughs> it's like a sheriff in some southern town that's like 115 <laughs> degrees. I, I, when you said it, I was like, I was thinking Baptist preacher in a hot <laughs> church in Alabama. <laughs> Just let me tell you. Yeah, no, man. Sorry, um, go ahead. <laughs> no, so. I was in a car with this New Yorker. I don't remember. Maybe it was a whole point like this. I'm in this, this like just classically obnoxious New Yorker. Okay. And he's like being obnoxiously New York. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm Cali, man. We're like, you guys are like, you know, aggressive, angry people. We're hippies and servers out here. So I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And like the last thing he said about this Durant conversation is we're going to get you a guy. Like he said it in that, that New York, you know, we're going to get you a guy. And I'm like, Okay, <laughs> that kind of ticked me off a little bit, but anyway, you know, much love and also much, you know, hate and disrespect to Knicks fans, um, but also much love because they're passionate and they and Willis Reed was literal. Well, I mean, Patrick Ewing, right? Now, here's the thing with Wiseman though about comparing him to, especially anybody that played 
in the 70s, okay? One, the game has evolved a great deal. Two, he is the new kind of breed of center. And three, he's seven feet tall. So even though the caller said a taller with this read, right? Mm, I don't know, man. I, I think that Wiseman, whatever he turns out to be, I feel like Wiseman is going to be not like a unicorn like Kevin Durant, but he's going to be something that nobody, he's not going to compare to anybody, you know, because the best version of him does what? Well, I, I do. You mentioned the mid-range yeah. game. And I think to the caller's point, that was the comparison he was making, was the mid-range Jimmy, that mid-range left-handed jump shot like that of Cowens and I guess mm-hmm. Willis Reed. But sorry. Well, but I, I so I don't think he's definitely, he's obviously not going to be Jokic, right? Because I don't know that he's going to have that passing ability. And I don't know that he is, you know, well, he's obviously a far better athlete, right? You look at Joel Embiid, like I kind of liken him to offensively, I liken him to Boogie Cousins, um, minus the passing. Boogie was a Boogie was a, he led his team in assists every year he was in Sacramento. So I don't know that he'll be Boogie a good was a passer. Ball. Yeah, I don't know that he'll be as good a passer. Think as about Boogie. Boogie prior to the Achilles tear in New Orleans. He was he was awesome. Top six seven players in the league at least. And, and listen, his sack days, man, his Sacramento days. Oh my well, god, that's like, what that was, I mean about it. Was the only reason to watch Sacramento Kings basketball since since uh, Chris Webber left. The only reason to yeah. watch Sacramento Kings basketball in the past 15 years is because Boogie Cousins was there. The only problem I have, and the only concern, and you and I are both big on James Weissman, but the one thing that you didn't have to teach a guy like that of Boogie Cousins, if you were to make that analogy, just like that of DeAndre Ayton or any big center that's coming up and was raw, they were raw, yeah, but you didn't have to teach him like, how to catch a basketball. Like the fundament, those fundamentals, do they not scare you a little bit? You don't teach people how to catch yeah, basketball. Yeah, so when Weissman's yeah, fumbling and then he's, he's gangly still, and he doesn't, sometimes he just does not look like he has the dexterity around the rim. That's that, and I'm trying to convince myself that's going to come with, with reps. It's no, going to come it, with playing. It, it, it's not. I don't think he's as, I don't think he's. So you're saying he doesn't have that fundamental, natural, instinctive athleticism around the basket? Because that's scary. Well, the hands thing, yeah, that's scary. That's absolutely <laughs> scary. I mean, you look at his ball handling, you look at his salt, you look at his shot making ability. He has some touch. Yeah. He has some touch. I am least worried about him putting the ball in the basket, which is why I like the boogie comp- the boogie comparison, because on offense, Boogie Cousins, he could he could score any kind of way a big you wanted a big to score. Now he did he take too many threes? Absolutely, but you know, this is this is contemporary NBA, right? Um, the the difference I think with Wiseman is, and at least what I'm hoping is, is I feel that Wiseman because of his athleticism, and this is what's going to make or break his career. By the way, this is going to be his career is going to be decided on this one skill: can he switch onto smaller players? If he can do that, then he's gonna, it's going to be ridiculous. But if if not, then you, you kind of fall in. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, how much does Jokic switch on guys? How much does Embiid switch on guys? You can hide him to a certain degree. It'd be great. It'd be good if he could be Looney-esque and guard one through five. But as a seven-footer, is he really going to jump out on a point well, guard? I'm, I'm and not that saying he needs to switch on guards, man. But yeah, but when when the pick comes, you you can't you, you can't hide you can't hide a, you can't hide a dude like Jokic. Jokic makes up for it on offense, man. Yeah. But Jokic is uh, and Boogie. I think about Boogie Cousins in particular in the series against the Rockets, where every time James Harden dribbled up the court and Boogie was on the court, it's like, all right, whoever, whoever has Boogie, 
pick me, right? And and it's going to switch, and then things are going to go bad. Somebody's going on the text line, high-end KG. Wow. That's not KD. I mean, that, that would be, be great. Kevin, no, Kevin. I know Kevin Garnett. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, <laughs> that that would be... There's just seven, that, that would be spectacular. Am I... I'm going to say this. Uh, uh, a seven-foot version of of Kevin Garnett like a 7-1 version of Kevin Garnett but who's he's also bigger in the body like that that would be beyond that would be beyond oh, what, yeah, what no, you could, that that'd be ridiculous yeah, that, 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 at this point they could just use a serviceable guy like if he was <laughs> just to get in the dunker spot if he was just to be able to rim protect a little bit if he could just be that big in the paint they would take that cuz that's the one area they didn't have a year ago and if he can give them just something, some impact, be a plus guy on the floor in that second unit, oh, Steve Kerr would be in the heavens. You don't need to be KG. The 707 on the Comcast Business Text Line, what average stat line would you see for Wiseman next year? They're saying 10 points, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm not giving him the 10 rebounds, but he's not going to be a double-double guy. Really? Because he, he 12 no, and 6. No, I know. 12 and 6 is a rookie. I see something around those numbers. I see him maybe 10, 11, 5, 6, and... Yeah, the, the block shots, he, it was no joke. Um, so, Wait, yeah. Did, did you see some of those blocks he made in his first out? And he, he had yeah, like, yeah. I don't remember. It was, it, was a, it was a block party. Yeah. No, yeah. that changes things, man. When you, when you get a big that's athletic, as long as this game is about putting, as long as this game is the rim is 10 feet from the ground and the objectivity of the sport is to put that round ball in the basket, bigs are always going to have a place on this planet. And I, it's not like, oh, wow, they got this new hot shooting three-point combo guard. It's not like they got this new wing. Pl- no. When a big's on the floor and he's got potential, man, the hairs in the back of my neck just stand up, man. You know what? Everybody. That's, that's, that's game-changing, man. Those dudes, they can change it. They, they can, like, you know, they just, you're blocking shots. You're protecting the rim. You're, you're catching and flushing on one end. You can be that guy. And when you think about Brogdon, right, the Celtics got Brogdon. Everybody's like, oh, they're the favorites now. If you add Wiseman size and athleticism, if you add him and he's legit, I'm not saying, you know, he doesn't need to be Kevin Garnett. He doesn't need to be LaMarcus Aldridge like my man Maine in the 510 was saying. But if he can just be Kevon Looney but bigger and more athletic, actually, Kevon Looney bigger and more athletic is an all-star. I'll be honest with you. But if he can be Kevon Looney-esque, but bigger and more athletic, then <laughs> watch out. Watch everyone, watch out. Watch out. I, I, I'll tell you this much. If James Wiseman earns, and I say earns, meaning that he's playing because he's the best option. If James Wiseman earns 25-plus minutes a game this season for the Warriors, he earns it legitimately. I, I would I would almost pencil them into the finals, and I would slightly less than that pencil them in for another parade, another ring. Yeah, I just think that. Listen, let's go back to that NFC, or excuse me, let's go back to. Uh, I'm trying. You know what I'm trying to do is you, the, you, you mean where Jimmy G didn't get it done in the end, oh, in the wow. NFC Championship? No, I mean the one where Jaquaski <laughs> Tart dropped a, an interception. Hey, the eight three one, which apparently is in the city. You notice. What's that? Eight three one area code is inside the San Francisco area code. Come on, I I, I I'm not. Since I heard when? something. 
I heard something about this. By the way, the 831 is saying, what about Bosch? Don't you think his game is similar? I've heard that a couple of times. I mean, but I, it's different, I would, different body types, different type of players. I would like to think that James Wiseman, when he gets to who he's going to be, he's going to be a lot, a lot more of a physical guy than Chris Bosch. Yeah, you can see. I want to get back to the physicality. Yeah, I think he's got more of an interior presence. At least he's trying to refine it. Where Chris Bosch, essentially, and don't forget, he was one of the best in the NBA. He was an all-star when he was with Toronto. Mm -hmm. But he was basically catch and shoot in the corner. He was a shoot. At, at the end there with Miami, he was sitting in the corner and hitting three. Still an effective player and still 6'10", but just a very different sort of yeah, DNA basketball makeup when it comes to comparing Bosch, him to James Bosch is kind of soft. I mean, I don't... I don't Bosch was to be a basically a seven footer man. Bosch was kind of soft to me, and I do I do not want James Wiseman to be soft like that. Well, that that gets to my point about contact. I go back to this one play, right? He's posting somebody up like mid post. He's about eight feet, ten feet from the hoop, right? And he's he's like, "Give me the ball, give me the ball," and somebody gives him the ball, and he immediately takes this. Are you ready for it? Jump hook. <laughs> he takes a jump hook, and it just—it was wild, man. Didn't even catch rim. It was, I think, all glass, no rim, and and the dude was clearly smaller than him, as are just about anybody that's going to defend James Weissman. Wait, by the but, way, that, that that new area code was six two eight, six two eight. Either hey, way, hey, if it's hey. not four one five, you may as well be from Toledo. Wait, four one five used to include Oakland and yeah. uh, out to I think out to Richmond, man. But no, six six two eight is the new code area code in San Francisco. Like in San Francisco city limits, there are six two eight numbers. If I fall into the bay, if I'm swimming and my phone gets tossed in the bay one day, and I got to go get a new one and a new phone <laughs> number, and they give me six two eight, I will say try again. I am oh, not going by 628. This is San Francisco. It's 415. Say it with me. 415. All right. Okay, the 510, and, and I'm like looking right, I'm back. I'm going to finish my point on oh, James okay, Weissman. Okay, Go okay, ahead. Gotcha. What are you Wait, no, 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 because I'm like, wait, Brian, Brian, did you text this in? Kevon Looney is a three-time NBA champion who played in every game in an NBA championship season. That was, Let's not even come close to compare someone who, texted who, hasn't, who hasn't. Uh, you think Weissman will get 10 points a game? Kevon Looney plays 20 plus minutes a game and get six points a game. Wise will play 15 minutes a game. No, I, I like it, man. But I do think <laughs> that, that a, that's Brian Iglesias in the 510. In, in a perfect world, I think those two are sort of inverted. They're reversed. That you would want James Weissman playing about 25. Yeah. yeah and then eventually having Kevon Looney would be like, like the best, best backup and center in decades in the NBA. But the, go ahead. What the, there's got? nothing against Kevon Looney. Okay? No, hell no. But James Wiseman. He was drafted second overall, and if Looney is your second guy, it's, 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 it's just like when you get when you get a legit closer on a baseball team. The the old closer is now the setup man. You're strengthened there at the setup position, man. Hey, so I'll take it a step further, and this is a, I'm embellishing, getting a little dramatic. Kevon Looney, in a lot of ways, to me, won the Golden State Warriors an NBA championship. I mean, he definitely won game six. Well, that's it. That's it, right? The 22 rebounds in game six. If you lose that game and you're going back to Memphis for a game seven, I don't know if you're winning that. And he stepped up and extended that season and allowed you to beat the Boston Celtics. So, let me just get back to James Weissman before you go down one of your 15 <laughs> different rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. Is he a guy, again, he catches in the mid post. Listen, I don't want to sound like Joe Coach, <laughs> and I hate when dudes get on the radio and like, I mean, this, hey, you, this you is do, what you need to do. You do coach eight-year-olds, Dave. Yeah, you yeah, got that's to, right. You got to I experience. have a coach. 
If you're eight years old or if you're 10 years younger, then listen to what it is I got to say because I know what's up. <laughs> Even though we finished in third and fourth respectively every year in the uh, Boys and Girls Club. So here's what, you, what, what I would like to see him do. Again, let me just preface by saying when I say I like to see him, I know half of you are out there like, oh, dude, give me a break. When he catches in the, in the, po- in the paint and he's in the post, give me a power dribble. Dip that shoulder, initiate some contact, go at the rim, young fella. Go south. Go that direction. I see him <laughs> catching the paint. I saw the Shamari on a couple of occasions. He would catch an offensive rebound, and then <laughs> I can't make this up. He's shooting off of one foot a fadeaway six footer. Like, yeah, I saw that. No, too. brother. No. I saw that too. Yeah. Go that way. Power dribble. Get in that, get in that scrum. You're seven feet, you're four inches taller than everybody, and you're 50 pounds heavier. Man, let them know. Let them know. But there's some people that like contact, that can initiate contact, and there are others that just sort of shy away from it. And I, I truly believe it's sort of like math. I think you come out of the womb. Either you're good at it or you're not, like an artist. <laughs> That's hard stuff to learn, man. How are you mm. in math? I'm oh, actually, I'm really, yeah, really ridiculously bad. good at math. Yeah, you yeah. got one of those weird brains. Yeah, no, I like I never, ever, Drew Story, I never studied for a math test ever. High school, elementary oh, school, sick. college, and, and like I never got less than a B in pretty much any math class. Uh, the one I got lower than a B in, I got, I, I failed, and like I did not show up to that class very often. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. I would sit in math, fundamental mm-hmm. math, and look at the chalkboard at any given time, and I would literally say to myself, you know what? This is Gaelic to me. See, here's the thing I have math. no idea what the hell any of that stuff means, although I'd sit there and nod my head like, oh, yeah, okay, I think I follow this. Here's the thing with math that I think, I think that people that don't do well at math overthink it. Math is literally the simplest thing in the world. It's one plus one is two, and then it's like, X plus one is two. Oh, well, then X is one, right? So now, see, you lost me when you put an X. Well, in that's there. my point, though. It's like you like X. It's all. Oh, why, why are there letters? Why is pi symbols? equal to twenty-two <laughs> over seven? Like, what the hell is that? Well, because yeah, because what? Well, no, because see, that's the thing. Is like you, you you're getting off in the weeds of well, why is pi equal to this? Is like pi r squared okay pi times the radius squared is how you find the area of a circle the only it, sort it, it of pi it doesn't, I want. it doesn't matter what pi <laughs> is that's what i'm saying like some people are just too smart for math man they're like oh, oh. It, it, they're like wesley in the princess brides like or not wesley the, the guy in the princess bride so i surely cannot choose the one in front of me right the only pie that matters has vanilla ice cream on it and boysenberry stuck in the middle or apple pie a la mode. so Listen, uh, Weissman, man, you're saying what sort of player he's going to be. I can. I'm not. I'm saying that. that or what you projected be, that potentially he could be. Gonna, I'm saying that Wiseman is going to be. And I'm not. This doesn't mean that he's going to be the greatest ever. But I'm saying Wiseman is going to be a brand new thing. By the way, the text line, a no, brand, brand no dog thing. and Weissman. I'm with you. I'm with you. For, and, of course, it's 415. Thank you, 415. <laughs> What's the new area code? Say it again. It's 628. Hell no. Inside the city limit. 415, no dog and Weissman. As of right now, you're right, man. I, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. Get some dog, man. Okay, the 415 Punish is also people. saying uh, uh, he reminds him of seven-footer Brad Sellers. He hated contact. Oh, no. It would take oh, the fade no. away. Now, that's, that, that's not who we want. <laughs> that's definitely not. <laughs> Although, let me say this, man. I think Sellers would be better. In today's NBA than he was. Speaking in the old of in today's NBA. NBA, and I don't mean to go on a tangent here, how about my man Inguidala, 
who was saying that Rasheed Wallace would be one of the top five players if he was playing right now in the NBA and better than Giannis. I love me some Iggy, but come on, man. Put down that that pint of whatever it is you're drinking. Wait, wait, no. Rasheed Wallace was 6'10". I know. He he played like a dog on defense. He he could shoot outside better than most big men in his I day. I get you. I get you. Um, it wasn't skin- like he played that long ago either. But, but man, listen. There's been more change in the in in the NBA in the past. I'd say like let's say 10, 15 years. There's been more change okay. than, than than football has had in the previous. 30. Well, I don't disagree necessarily what Iggy's trying to say. I do disagree with the casually saying he'd be better than Giannis. To me, no, that's no, 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 that, that's that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, to a larger point. It shows the disrespect for Giannis, and it's not just relegated to Iggy. A lot of people have that sentiment that it's, ah, you know, Giannis, because he doesn't have that flair or he doesn't play with that sort of panache. Make no mistake about it. Giannis is pound for pound the best player in the NBA. And to say casually that someone like that, a Rasheed Wallace, would be better than Giannis, that's where I'm like, oh, you lost me. Okay, but here's the deal. You can make your point without going there. He averaged 14 and what, like 14 and 9 or something? Rasheed Wallace is not a Hall of Famer. Not in the Hall of Fame, right? Which I get. If Rasheed Wallace played his career today, when he got to the end of it, he would have been a Hall of Fame. And I will say that. Now, better than Giannis, But, but in terms of Rasheed Wallace... Today, in today's NBA, like he's kind of the perfect, he's kind of the perfect big man. I mean, I, I, Draymond Green is close to the perfect big man because he can. But, but unlike unlike Draymond, Rasheed Wallace could do this thing called shoot, and that, he could shoot it. Yeah, and, and Draymond Green cannot. So if Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer, Rasheed Wallace, I'm again better than Giannis. No, I would say top fifteen player in today's NBA. Given what he was. He could shoot it, he could rebound, mm. he could defend, and he can get you some techs. <laughs> that man, that more. He might, I, we can look this up. He's got to have, his in history, I'm going to want to say the most technicals of anyone that's played the game. I know and that might be a large statement, but we can, we can find that out for it. But before we get to the break, I just want to end this on Weissman. Coming up, of course, is Jennifer Lee Chan. We're going to switch to football in about five minutes at the top of the hour. But as we, we just put an end, and we'll revisit James Weissman later in the show. Cyrus Sanchez is going to join us coming up in a couple of hours. But I can't, like, you're, you didn't necessarily, but you're like, this is the sort of player he could be or who he might be. I have no idea. Like, if you were to ask me five years from now, if this is, I would be like, ah, I couldn't envision that. Maybe, I, I, did, I have no, he could go down a couple of different roads. Some of them not good. Some of them could be spectacular. But, I, I cannot get my arms around what sort of player this guy is going to be. I, I can tell you this much. I can tell you this much. He, he passers. You're you are a great passer when you basically come into the league, or you're not. I don't know that he's going to be a great passer. I don't know that he's ever going to be have great hands. Okay, everything else has the potential to be top notch. But then if you were to ask me what Jonathan Kaminga is going to be, I'll tell you. I won't hesitate, right? <laughs> Even Moses Moody, I can tell you that that's an old soul. That that dude, whether it's with the Warriors or whomever, he'll be in this league for the next 15 years. All right, we continue here on 95.7 The Game. Jennifer Lee Chan to talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, she works for NBC Bay Area, covering the Niners. And we're just days away, Shamari, days away from training camp. That and much more as we continue here on 95.7 The Game.